microphone already on. How you guys doing today? Goodness, everybody give the band one more round of applause. Goodness gracious. My, my heart is racing because the 12 Days of Christmas has never been a better song. Like, I, I'm telling you, I've never been a fan of that song until today. Um, wherever they are, I need to find where that version is from so I can work out to that song next time I work out. Um, that was Reliant K? Well, I get that. I get that now. Reliant K is good. But anyways, welcome back to Fuse. We're about to say something really sad, so everybody say all right after. This is the final Fuse of the year. Aww. I know, I know. But I wanted to kick us off with an awesome clip. I watch this Charlie Brown movie every Christmas. Does anybody have a weird Christmas tradition that you do? All right, I just want to know two. I genuinely just want to know two. Yes, ma'am. Chinese for Christmas. Yes, sir. Okay, okay. No, I only wanted two, EJ. But I'm going to tell you guys one quick thing that my family does for Christmas, and then we're going to jump straight into this amazing time that we get to have together. So for me, my family doesn't celebrate Christmas on Christmas Day. I know, crazy. Because a lot of people do the Santa stuff on, tw- on the 25th. Our family just likes to spend time with each other, read the Bible, do all those things. And my family's British. I don't know if you guys know about me. I'm technically a British citizen, which is kind of cool. I don't have an accent. But we celebrate Boxing Day on the 26th. If you don't know what that is, it's the best holiday in the world. I'm so serious. But that's when we do the whole present thing, all that stuff. And we get to play all these board games. We actually have a family Olympics each 26th, like each December 26th. It gets unfair because my brother and I are the athletes of the family and nobody else plays sports. So we play kickball and all that stuff. And I played soccer, so I'm pretty good at kickball. Um, But today, we're going to get past that really fun part of Christmas of the presents, the Santa, the Rudolph, all that jazz. We're going to jump straight past that. Because Lionel kicked us off to something great, the true meaning of Christmas. Now, these past few weeks, Mark has hit the nail on the head with the meaning of Christmas, with that being with the hope, with the peace. And this week, we're going to go over joy. This joy is going to be very important, so I need everybody's eyes and ears during this. If you have a neighbor that you want to talk to, just don't do it. It's not cool. All right? It's great to listen. You're only going to have to listen for a little bit. So if you will, bow your heads with me so we can dive into this. Dear Lord, I want to thank you for today. I want to thank you for the opportunity to talk to these students. God, I pray that you bring a great calmness over this room. Although we just had a blast jumping up and down, singing awesome songs. God, I pray that you bring a peace that we talked about last week. God, I pray that your presence is in this room right now. And I pray that you speak through me to these students so that they hear what they need to hear about Christmas. In your heavenly name, we pray, amen. So all the time when we come up with Christmas, what's the first feeling you feel when Christmas comes along? Yes. Happiness. Happiness. Oh, I was hoping you'd say that, man. All righty. What's happiness? Real quick. What's, oh, did someone say joy? Joy is definitely better. So happiness is a feeling And joy is an attitude given to us, okay? So we talked about moods a while back. 
And it was a lot of fun touching on it because we discovered that with your moods, you have 90 seconds. I love Mark bringing this up. You get those 90 seconds to choose. Do you want to keep that feeling or do you want to continue on? Forget that feeling that you have. That's kind of like happiness. Who's gotten a really good grade on their test once? And then the next day they just forgot about it. Happens to me all the time, guys. Like, all the time, you'll have these great success stories that you're just like, I did great during this. We won this game. A week later, you're just like, I don't care about that game. We're about to go do something else. Like, it's very different. Happiness is fleeting. But joy is eternal. We're going to be jumping into that joy and how we really get that joy. Now, I've had the pleasure for a good while now, like for the past three years, to be able to talk about Christmas to students or people my age or preteens, and it's been a blast. But this time around, I want to do something very different. We've all heard the Christmas story, or if you haven't, we're going to go over it anyways. It's okay. But we've all heard the story about the shepherds. But this week, we're going to do something really wild, so stick with me on this, okay? So we're going to start out. We're going to read what Linus just said and jump straight into it. So if you have your Bibles, open them up. If you don't, it's okay. It's going to be on the screen because we know y'all are electronic. So we are going to be in Luke 2 in the beginning. So in Luke 2, verse 8, we start there. In the same region, shepherds were staying out in the fields and keeping watch at night over the flock. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them and said, Glory to the Lord shown around them. Oh, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid, for look, I proclaim good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today in the city of David, a Savior was born to you who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped tightly in cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly there was a great multitude of heavenly hosts with the angel praising God, saying, glory to God in the highest and peace on earth to the people he favors. Mark hit base on that final verse for us last week, and it was amazing that he hit base on that because it just teed us up to this amazing part. We find that peace, but we also find the joy. If you didn't read in verse 10, it literally said, the angel said to them, do not be afraid for I proclaim good news of great joy that will be for all people. You see, I'm just gonna cut to the chase real quick for you guys. The meaning of Christmas is the joy that comes from Christ. It's not those presents, it's not those amazing things. I could tell you, you're gonna forget your presents down the line. I can tell you there's only one present I remember from all the Christmases before now that like I really focus on. And it was the year I got the same Lego set three times in a row. It was really lame. I I told my aunts, guys, y'all got to step up and communicate. But this is the present that stays with us. This is the joy that stays with us, Jesus Christ. So here's where it's going to get weird. Stick with me here. We just read Luke 2 and now We're going to go to the very end of the gospel. I love the story of Jesus, and I love the importance of seeing the beginning and the end of what he was like. So we see that Jesus is born, and guess what? Here we go. Something amazing that you guys get to know right now. Jesus being born, being wrapped in the manger as a baby, fulfilled 3,000 prophecies. Does anybody know what a prophet? Whoa. Okay. Does anybody know what a prophecy is? There we go. Yes, sir. Okay, perfect. So 3,000 prophecies in the Old Testament were answered just by Jesus being born. 
All right, and now we're gonna fast forward to his final days on earth. So if you have your Bibles, go to Luke 24. We're gonna have a blast with this. Luke 24 is one of the best passages you could read because it's when Jesus comes back. It's when Jesus has already died. He's already spent the three days in the grave and now he's back revealing himself to the disciples and fulfilling more prophecies than you could ever imagine. So we're just gonna jump into this and I'm gonna tell you guys why we're doing this right afterwards. So verse 44 is where we're gonna start. He told them, these are my words that I spoke to you Oh, that I spoke to you while I was still with you. That everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. He also said to them, this is what is written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. And repentance for all forgiveness of sins would be proclaimed in his name to all the nations beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And look, I am sending you what my father promised. As for you, stay in the city until you are empowered from the Most High. We're going to continue on in a second. But there are two major things that we just read. Two major things. Jesus revealed that God had a plan, that God had this all prophesied ahead of time. You read that Jesus literally knew, and he opened the eyes of the disciples to understand what the scriptures were saying. Can anybody think of one example of when Jesus was told to come before he even came? Just real quick, does anybody think of one? All right, great, that's okay. Open the book of Isaiah, you'll find it everywhere. But one of my favorite things is the foreshadowing with the story of Moses. Does anybody know what happened on the last day of the plagues with the story of Moses, EJ? No. <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. Yeah. He did. And what stopped the firstborn sons from being killed? Yeah. And what is Jesus referred to as? There we go. We'll use that. Yeah. But here's the amazing thing. Jesus fulfilled so many prophecies. Only by being born, it was 3,000, right? Do you guys want to hear the craziest thing right now? So I'm a big numbers person, even though I have dyslexia, I love seeing the numbers and the proof behind things. So I looked up how many prophecies did Jesus fulfill just being alive? Guys, I wish I knew how to say the number. I don't. It's, it, it's too hard for me to say. I didn't put it up on the screens. No, dude, not even 10 billion. It, it, there were too many zeros. But the importance of me saying that is is Jesus came down with the plan and fulfilled that plan. And he said, I'm revealing this to you. And what is so awesome is what goes unnoticed if you haven't read the gospels before, verse 49 goes so unnoticed to you. But if you've read the gospels and gotten to know what God says to you in these gospels, the promises made to you, you see that verse 49 that says, and look, I'm sending you what my father has promised. If you go back in time, read throughout the Luke's, read throughout John, all these gospels, you see that it says, Jesus said to his disciples right there and then, it is for your benefit that I leave because my father will be sending someone to you. So not only are we talking about Jesus being born, but now we're talking about him dying and then resurrecting and then going up to heaven again and leaving us here. But the promise 
made and answered right here is fulfilled, right there. A prophecy is fulfilled right there. So we're going to finish out this chapter of Luke 24, and then we're going to just dive in to what I'm saying, because I know I'm reading a lot of scripture to you guys and not really unpacking it too well for y'all to understand fully. So we're going to finish this out real quick. Then, they let, then he led them out of the vicinity of Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. And while he was blessing them, he left and was carried up to heaven. So Jesus leaves. Jesus is carried up to heaven. Last two verses. After worshiping him, worshiping him, they returned to Jerusalem with a great joy. They were continually in the temple praising God. You see, there's a common thing, factor, in Jesus' life overall. From him being born to him going up to heaven. The joy that comes in knowing him. The common theme is finding that love in him, finding that joy, that hope, that peace in him. And that's really what we've been trying to shove into you this past month. Shove into your minds this past month that Jesus is the reason for this time. I know we all look forward to the presence. But really what we need to be looked for in being looked for. Goodness, my English, guys, I'm sorry. Oh, that, let me just... What we really need to be looking forward to, there we go, is the gift that comes to us already. If you're already a Christian, you receive the gift that is going to be there forever. You have that joy in you forever. And if you know someone who doesn't know it, you are keeping joy from your friends. You are keeping that joy that doesn't flee, that happiness that you feel when you do great on a test or when you hold someone's hand or when you do certain things, that flees but Jesus doesn't flee. He sent his son. God sent his son to die for us, wrapped in a baby in a manger, laying there, but decided he's going to grow up and be the savior of the world. Grow up and save our lives. We forget Christmas is all about the man who came to save us. What are you thinking about right now when it comes to Christmas? Don't say it. What's in your head right now when it comes to Christmas? Is it truly the baby? Is it truly Jesus? Is it truly what he did for you? Or is it the selfish choice? I'll tell you, I fall under the selfish choice so much sometimes. But I could also tell you, giving that gift out is better than anything in the world. I could tell you, I've received enough gifts that it makes me feel weird. I hate receiving gifts, but I love giving gifts. One of the best gifts I ever gave was my, a hamster to my brother when I was 12. Um, he died, but it, no, that's bad. But the best time was giving him the present and knowing that, oh my goodness, I just gave my brother a present. It feels fantastic. I'm going to tell you guys a real life story that happened last night. So Mark and I were talking and we were just talking, like last week we were talking about what we want to talk about today with joy. And I started studying up on it. I started reading everything I could. And last night, I was in the gym with a few of my buddies. We were doing this weird thing on bench press. It was awful. But my friend who just maxed out, got 400 pounds off the plate, looked at me and said, why am I sad? I just did something great. Why am I sad right now? This is awful. Like, I felt like I should have been way happier than this. Eli, you're a Christian. Why am I sad? What's happening? Because all my friends, they know I'm Christian. I'll shove it in their face. Hey, I'm a Christian. Don't forget that. 
kind of thing because I want to shine bright for Jesus. But he asked me that, and it felt like God had prepared me for it by telling me, read these verses this week. Read this. Study this. And I had the opportunity last night to practice what I'm saying to you just to him. We just sat in the middle of the gym, crisscross applesauce, and I said everything to him. I shared all the verses that I was going to be sharing with you guys. And what winded up happening was he went from seeking happiness to seeking joy. He went from seeking, ooh, I want this, I want to be able to do this, to I want that in me. I want that joy in me. And now we get the opportunity, each and every one of us, to give that joy. Guess what? You're still in school. You're still in one of the biggest mission fields you will ever be in in your entire lives. Let that sink in right now. The amount of people you see in a day is more than half of the adults see in a day. When was the last time you shared that joy with somebody? Be honest with yourself. When was the last time you shared the true meaning of Christmas? Oversharing what happened in Smash Bros. last night when you played, or other than sharing, oh, this drama with her, yeah, something's going crazy right now. When was the last time you shared Jesus? When was the last time you shared that gift? You see, every day we are given the opportunity to share a gift with others, and that gift is joy, the true meaning of Christmas. The true meaning of Christmas. I love the lights. I love the presents. I love the fun. But if we forget about why we actually celebrate Christmas, why are we even doing it? That haunts me all the time when I think about it. I'm like, oh, I got selfish in this moment. I wanted to just go give presents, receive presents, and forget about it. Don't even think about Jesus. That's what beats us sometimes. The sin in us beats us sometimes. So if you don't know me, I love music. I love music with an amazing passion, although I'm not musical at all. Don't ask me to do anything musical. I have no rhythm. I tried to get in band in sixth grade, and they kicked me out because I couldn't keep up. But I love music. If you look at my Spotify wrapped, you'd see that I got 88,000 minutes listening to music in a year. That is awful. No, don't do that. But... I recently found this amazing Christmas carol that I love so much. It's a worship song switched to Christmas. It makes me so happy. I'm just going to read the first few verses to you guys because it is, no, I'm not singing. Don't even try me. But it's called Your Name, okay? We all know the worship song. If not, it's an older worship song. I beg you to go try to learn it. But it says, humbly to the earth you came, unto this world you save. God with us, Emmanuel, we adore your name. Your name is strong and a mighty tower. Your name is a shelter like no other. And it, it goes on, and it is amazing. But what made me so happy listening to that is remembering the humility that came with Jesus coming and lying in a manger. He knew before he came that he'd be saving the world, but he still wanted to be at the lowest of lows. He still wanted to be born not even in a house or a hotel or whatever it was, he wanted to be born in a darn farm, y'all. He wanted to be born there. Humbly, he was born, and humbly, he lived, and humbly, he died for us. So I'm going to ask you guys today, this is, I know this is not what Christmas teachings usually go like, but I'm going to ask you guys today to drop your pride right now. 
You got maybe a week left of school? Go do something with it. I know you have finals. Finals are hard. I just got done with finals. They were difficult. But you have the time to talk to a friend. If you know a friend doesn't know Jesus, why are you not letting them hear him? It's hard. It truly is. There's always a fear behind, what if they don't like me for saying it? What if they don't like you for not saying it? It's going to go one way or another. They're either going to know him or not know him. It could be up to you. God can use you. You got to let him. So this Christmas, focus on the hope, peace, and joy that comes in knowing him. Focus on the baby who came, lied in a manger, and later grew up to save your life. Today is a day you can turn around and say, tomorrow, I want to share this joy. Tomorrow, I want to show this joy in my life. Joy isn't happiness. Happiness isn't joy. Your joy radiates off of you. Your happiness flees. So we're going to pray real quick. And then I know Mark's going to be coming up in a second. But I want to say one last thing before we pray. Thank you for letting me be here this semester with you guys. I can't wait for next semester. But thank you for letting me talk to y'all, build a community with y'all, hang out with you, play weird basketball games, um, make fun of LeBron James for some reason. But seriously, thank you. It's an amazing time being here with you guys. So I'm going to pray, and then Mark's going to come up here. God, I want to thank you for today. I want to thank you for the chance for us to meet together today. God, I pray that this upcoming week these students remember what the true meaning of Christmas is, what Linus said. God, I pray that they drop what's going on in their lives, the pride in their lives, the just thoughts of, I want to just celebrate this. I want this. But God, I pray that they focus up on you and you only. God, Linus dropped his blanket, the one thing he held onto all the time when sharing your story. What is it these students need to drop? God, I thank you and I praise you. In your heavenly name we pray.